and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this uh, this month's podcast, we're looking at another big Finnish story. And this month, we've selected the ISOS Network, um, which stars Fraser Hines and Wendy Padbury, which we'll discuss a bit later on. But first, let's see what's been going on in the news since we've last uh, since we've last been with you. And uh, well, there's only one really newsworthy thing to uh, to discuss uh, since we've been away, and that is the the news that Chris Freckleston. Is returned to the role of the Doctor for Big Finish. It's a very Big Finish um, heavy podcast this month, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, what, what did you think of the news of that, Paul? Um, I don't know whether I was surprised or not. I mean, you sort of hoped he would. Yes, yes. But yeah, he just didn't know whether would he would he really? Is it? I thought more actually, not because that he. Was still angry with Doctor Who, but just just basically because I thought he might be the sort of person that's when I've done something, I've done something sort of thing. Yeah, I I must admit, I yeah, I thought he was a bit like that um, as well. Um, But I, I think over the, I think he's sort of slowly sort of come out over the years. He's got nothing against Doctor Who. He's got nothing against the. The fans. I think it, the, the fandom thing kind of alarmed him to begin with, didn't it? He's always a little yeah. bit like you know, a bit like you know, a deer in the headlights kind of thing. Um, but I think he's he's certainly sort of mellowed over the, over the years, and I think this this is fantastic. As a coin the ninth Doctor's phrase, fantastic news. It really is. Um, yeah. But it, it appears that the the seeds of this were sown at um, the Gallifrey One convention. Uh, for him, for him to return, because I think they were um, definitely schmoozing him there. Um, and as I say, he seemed to be sort of quite um, sort of blown over by the the reception he got there as well. And he has done he has done other conventions, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Because he's done that London Film Comic Con, um, which I think is yeah, it's a big convention. I think it's too big, really. And I know Gallifrey won. Um, from sort of personal experience, yes, it is a big convention, but it's also quite intimate at the same time. Yeah. So I think that um, you know that, that I know Sean Lyon, who, who runs the the, uh, the Gallifrey One convention, is certainly <laughs> accepting responsibility for uh, getting Chris Rickleston back into the <laughs> back into the fold, as it were. But uh, yeah, on the um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's really, really, really great news. Actually, really good news. And it, think... it probably is. I mean, he's probably knows enough now that it's not a huge commitment in terms of time, which I think he had the problem with with doing the obviously the TV series. Mm. Yeah, I know. there were sort of certain aspects he 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 didn't like of the of the then production team. He wasn't yeah. happy with with, with them at all. Um, I think it was something on the lines of he wasn't happy the way that the 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 crew were being treated um, by them. Uh, but hey, we'll, I don't we'll, we'll ever we'll never really get the full story um, on that one. And it's you know no, well, you know water under bridge now. But um, yeah, big finish is certainly a different kettle of fish altogether. So that, that, yeah. They can record like an entire story in one day, can't they? For our yeah. sake, yeah, it's a fairly quick um, quick turnaround, which I think is why they're able to. Sort of recalled years worth of of material, you know, you know, well in advance because the, the, this these Ninth Doctor adventures aren't going to start being released until is it May next year? I understand. No, no. I mean, yeah. The problem, big finish always have is just getting 
regular TARDIS crews together at the same time. Yeah. Or having to record them bit by bit as they as they come through the studio sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now I've I've obviously on on the um on the other podcast I moonlight on the, the Doctor Who podcast. So we we've we've sort of James and I discussed this um sort of already actually. But um what what do you think how they're gonna fit this into the the Ninth Doctor's timeline, as it were, because in the opening episode of Rose, you sort of got the feeling that he just sort of regenerated someone because he was looking at his his features in the in the mirror and, and and everything. But then you got the the stuff with Clive. We see him at the JFK assassination and and yeah. and Krakatoa and Titanic and stuff like that. Um, so how, how do you think that do you think that they'll sort of go with a you know the Doctor travel on his own or he'd be with companions? Or do missing Rose and Captain Jack? I don't think he would do um, any Captain Jack stories. I don't think he particularly liked John Barrowman that much, did he? No. So, um, no, I mean, I think they've got plenty. I mean, as you say, they've got the there is that there is that out that although it sort of was the obviously the first time he sort of in Rose, the first time he sort of saw himself in a mirror. Yeah, you have, as you say, got the all the the photographic evidence of him through time. Yeah, that's it. There. So I mean, you think... could you could almost set it between basically the end of Rose when he goes off and he comes back in that minute there. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could set any episode you want for in that time. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of possibilities, and of course, I think people are. You, now you mentioned, you, you know, that you brought up Rose there. Um, I think a lot of people are obviously hoping that you know Billy Piper will, will, will sort of come back and record with uh, with Chris Freckleston. but I I think that would be a mistake to do that too soon, really, because I think Billy Piper returning will probably steal Chris Freckleston's thunder to a, to a certain degree. Would Would you? Yeah. Say, yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because um, I say it, it became big news before when she when she came back, and I think to pair up again with with Chris Eccleston would be again big news. Um, but this isn't about her or or the character of Rose. This is about the Ninth Doctor and Chris Eccleston. And they may, they may have actually have sold it to him as well as this is you can do we can do whatever you like with your Doctor. We're not going to tie you to the, to it being the same as the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if it's going to be sort of like that that sort of Colin Baker effect, really. Um, I know for a lot of people, Chris Freckleston, you know, is their Doctor because that's the first time they watched Doctor Who, for argument's sake. Uh, but I think he only did that one series, and then David Tennant come along and was massively popular. And I think everyone's kind of forgot about Chris Freckleston as just and just sort of maybe sort of regarded him as oh that grumpy actor who left after one series. Yeah, you know, and you know, we didn't want to talk about it, reluctant to meet fans, and people get get these perceptions, don't they? And they sort of, it's very difficult to sort of let let go of that, um, for, you know, for some people. But I'm just getting to wonder if, if this will sort of open. And again, it's the same with Colin Baker. A lot of people didn't like Colin Baker because you know the stories were rubbish. They didn't like his brash doctor. Um, the relationship we had with with Perry was strange, to be honest. Yeah. Um, again, because just the way it was written, but then. When it comes to big finish, he he he, fa- he you know he, he found his niche, didn't he? Of how yeah. he wanted to, where he actually wanted to, to you know portray the Doctor. So 
I'm kind of hoping this has the similar sort of effect with with um, Chris Freckleston as well. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's not that I disliked Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. Um, it it would just be interesting to. I mean, what they can do is they can, yeah, give him a bit more of a an out, an out of an off Earth storylines, can't they? If they want to, whereas his series did almost turn into they'd have bits of coming into soap opera. With Rose yeah, and her family. I mean, and actually, they, they, and... yeah, now you've mentioned that. I mean, there's there's possibilities to bring back um sort of you know, potentially Camille Kaduri and, and um Noel Cl- uh, yeah, Noel Clark as well. So that there you know, there is you know, maybe I think maybe that's too soon at the moment, yeah. to be honest. But I, I think no, but, but, I, but, but, I agree with you though, because yeah, the first series and I think it, it was just down to to budget really to, to make it more earthbound and you, and as you say you had that soap opera element which big finish don't really do do they 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 do try no. and go more for the science fiction off world kind of angle quite a lot yeah which which you could do because there's there's you know there's no got, limit on the budget is the there <laughs> no, yeah 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 so uh, no I I <laughs> don't very have much to worry about to. which which quarry pit they're going to go to. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to, uh, to 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 listen to when it comes out. And uh, I, I, you know what, I say this every time um, that, you know, I'll, you know, I'll buy this one as soon as it comes out and I'll never have done. Um, but I think on this occasion, I probably will do just because I'm just so interested in it. And, and I did like his doctor, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it was just—it's just a shame things didn't pan out. You know that he, he did a, you know, at least another, you know, an, another series. Yeah. Because I think come come the end, I think he was sort of getting to getting to grips with 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 the character. Um, I think he found the directors he liked to work with as well. So yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a, it is a shame that he never got to got a chance to carry on on the TV. But hey, yeah, second second win for him in, in audio format. Great, man. It, it was it meant actually more to the shame was that he just didn't do the fiftieth. Yeah, I think yeah that came just too soon for him. I think yeah, that, Question. that is really is a shame. That I mean, it gave us John Hurt, uh, yeah, which I'm not I'm not complaining about, and it was no. a good fiftieth, but. I mean, really, again, it's that, I don't know, this is old ground, really, but it is that thing of, okay, I'm the showrunner, I can do what I like with with, with Doctor Who now. And and, and so much so I enjoyed it, but there are certain things you look at and think, well, just because you could didn't mean you should kind of thing. And that's the kind of, same kind of thing that I think Chibnall's done as well, particularly the last series, you know, with the, the whole history of the Doctor. Yeah, you can do it. But did it really yeah. bring anything new to the table? Did we really need to know that? You know, no. I mean, I mean the 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 fiftieth because it was the fiftieth. I think you can get away with that, and it, it's and it yeah. is interesting that a lot of how much of that was it just accepted. Oh yeah, yeah. That you just pluck a new doctor out of thin air that's supposed to have been part of the the canon of the doctor. Yeah. Um. On 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 a Which, fairly sort of looking back on it, it's a fairly flimsy 
premise. I, I yeah. think now look, looking back, sort of like you know, yeah, it's me, but not in my name, not in you know, not in the name of the doctor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. a bit I flimsy. But yeah, I've always did sort that, and you'd think to yourself, well, you know, Nat didn't get anywhere near the outrage that suggesting that there was there was a previous there was previous doctors to Hartnell. <laughs> He's oh now. God! People lost their minds over that, didn't they? And and of course, so, Paul, a lot, lot of them were women as well, and then people of colour. I mean, how dare they? Bloody how hell! Dare they? Yeah. Jesus Christ! That's, uh, I mean, again, actually, yeah. I mean, actually, that is the interesting thing: is is to what if rather than John Hurt, we'd have had say the Roof Doctor there. How would people's reaction? Would people have accepted it as easily? I don't know. Anyway, I don't really probably want to get into that argument. No, no, no. It was sort of getting away from the whole um, Chris Reckleston news, really. Yeah. But, but, I've got a funny feeling whether people would have accepted it more because it was Moffat and not Chibnall. Yeah, and I you don't know. and you and you hadn't had Jodie Whittaker there as well. Yeah. That, that's a, that's an interesting premise there. Um, I, I think Paul that you know adds Moffat done you know bought in Joe Martin's Doctor, yeah. Which to be honest, I'd, I'd be, <laughs> I you know a lot of people didn't like it, but I I think I, I'm interested to see more of her Doctor to be honest. Yeah, and it, like I said, I can't say I can't see there's any difference between having her as a Doctor and having John Hurt as a Doctor. No. Nah. In terms of ch- changing canon, they both well, changed if, it as if, much if, as each if, other. Yeah, I mean, especially if if you're only going to, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Joe Martin's Doctor yet. Um, but it, it could be a case of well, it was a it was a one shot story, like like on telly at least, uh, yeah. like it was for John Hurt's Doctor. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was done just to sort of mix things up a little bit, and that was it. You know, it's, it's yeah. not sort of. Wouldn't say never mentioned again because you know he had a you know another Lisa's life on again on Big Finish, uh, but yeah, who can say? Who can say what's going to happen? But I'm I'm interested to see what, what's going to happen. <laughs> but you know, that. people at Big Finish are sitting there. But it's also interested to see what's happening as to whether they've got another avenue to open up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? Why not? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm just glad they sort of you know they they've carried on. Recording stuff during lockdown, they've managed to get Chris Reckleson on board um, as well over the last few months. Um, it couldn't have been easy, but as I said, I think there was a lot of schmoozing went on at, at Galley, and uh, yeah, the, the future's looking rosy for Big Finish. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But uh, oh well, we we managed to drag that news item out for at least a quarter of an hour. Paul. <laughs> wow. That's, a- <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Yes, unfortunately, there's not much else in the news. I think, I mean, there are other things we haven't covered, like like this uh, Time Lord uh, Victorious multimedia story um, that's in all sorts of different media formats. But um, we haven't covered it because I think it just hasn't really interested us. Is it? So... I haven't looked into it enough to really know. To no, talk me, about it. no, no. Like, when has that, that, that stopped us before? <laughs> well, I know, but did you know what? To be honest, I can't be bothered looking into it. I mean, it's yeah, it's good they try to sort of keep stuff going where there's no, you know, there's no TV show being made currently, um, which I don't think we're going to get any time, any news on that anytime soon. Mm. Um, to be honest, they've already said that they can't mount a production. 
um, as, as complicated as that in the current climate, which is understandable. So we're going to have a very yeah. long, um, long drought, I think, after after the, this year's Christmas special. Uh, but yeah, but the Tom of Victoria stuff, yeah, I know he's trying to keep people's interest going, but it just hasn't interested me, I'm afraid. I can't be bothered <sighs> trying to follow a story that's on, you know, maybe on an MP3 one, but then a comic book, that then maybe an online game, and then then there's vinyl releases coming out as well. Um, I've got too much stuff going on to keep up with it, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, we've all sort of reached that a significant birthday during lockdown, and now our attitude is, oh, not something else. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I just don't... Uh... I haven't got the time or the inclination. Well, I, I think I'll stick oh. to the TV, Big Finish, and, and the odd... Uh... DVD and Target book. I that that will do yes. me in my. In my uh, I'm not, not going to say in, in our twilight years, but. <laughs> well, oh, you know, dear. that's where it is. It is where it is. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, folks, that that is our little uh, news item for this month. So uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to be talking about the ISOS network from yet again from Big Finish. So for another month, then that was the news. Okay, everybody at home, uh, we're now going to talk about the ISOS network from Big Finish. Uh, but before we do, let's have a quick listen to the trailer. Prepare to breach atmosphere. All hands, prepare to breach atmosphere. Seal all pressure doors, secure bulkheads. Cross building to maximum burn. Setting angle of descent now. Execute. Vast, shiny walkways stretched as far as the eye could see. <laughs> they really do travel much faster than your commoner garden slugs, don't they? Yes, but where are they taking us, Doctor? Uh, I've no idea. Who are these aliens? They are known as Cybermen. Jamie? Oh, oh dear. Do not move. Cybermen! Uh, uh, we mean you no harm. We surrender. But you see, the thing is, Captain, I don't know anything about the disappearance of your colonists. So you keep saying. And yet an energy trace was detected on this planet. And when we arrived here, we discovered that energy trace was coming from some sort of crate that you freely admit belongs to you. They showed no mercy, the Cybermen. We must revive the Cyber Controller Unit for further instructions. The Doctor is recognised. Big Finish. We love stories. Now, before we begin, uh, as usual, we'll put out our, our little warning. There will most likely be spoilers in our discussion, so if you've not listened to this uh, particular story yet, um, turn off now and come and come back to us when you have listened to it. If not, just let's just crack on then. So, uh, Paul, it's yeah. your turn, isn't it, to uh, to kick off, off the proceedings this month? So, what do you think of this one? Well, um. As I sort of suggested it, then had second doubts <laughs> before I even listened. To it. The reason I'll, I'll actually say the reason I sort of texted you and said, "Do you fancy doing this one?" Yeah. was because I was looking, trying to work out how much was 
not to say that we was going to do this until we'd actually listened to it, because I was trying to work out how much was going to be narration and how much was actually going to be an audio play. Yeah, yeah. And I was slightly worried by looking at the reading stuff that this was going to be a lot more of just Fraser Hines and Wendy Padbury just narrating a story. Yeah. I'm pleased to say that it isn't. No, it's not. Um, I, I was sort of pleasantly surprised. It's kind of that because um, it sort of took me back to when we started reviewing the first um, Tim Trelaw Third Doctor yeah. stories because you had him narrating sort of things happening between scenes and um, and everything. And this is a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, you've got Wendy Pabry and Fraser Hines sort of sharing those narration duties. Uh, and I, I th- and I actually didn't mind. I actually didn't mind it so much as on this as I did those third that original third doctor. Now whether that's just because I've got used to the the idea, which I hadn't got when I first heard the third doctor story. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you there actually because I think all the the previous um, big finish stories we covered didn't have that in it. it they were just straightforward plays. Yeah. Uh which so I think when the when the we heard those third doctor ones it sort of caught me off guard. But now after listening to this it's okay. That that Tim Draw um third doctor story that it wasn't a one off and they've obviously yeah. done this before. So um no, I, I really, really enjoyed it actually. It didn't it didn't take me out of the story at all. Um and to be honest, it it does sort of having that narration does how can I put it? It does away with sort of unnecessary exposition by characters. Yeah. And I wonder actually whether it helped that there was two people doing it, that you didn't just sort of drip into one person's voice explaining everything. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean... Whether that actually helped on this. Yeah, because, you know, I think if you just had Fraser Hines, for argument's sake, just, you know, he was doing narration... Jamie McCrimmon and the second Doctor. Um, yeah. Because if you haven't heard this before, folks, um, Fraser Hines does his Patrick Troughton impression uh, for this story, which we'll come on to a bit later. Um, so I think if you just had him the rating and then doing those two characters as well, I think you may have just sort of not really sort of connected with the story, perhaps as as you should have done. Yeah. Because actually, one of the things with the narration, I always sort of, I think the one problem I had with the third Doctor one was. Yeah. It was too close to the third Doctor, but not quite. The yeah, Tim Trelaw um, doing it. And you yeah. just sort of, um, I'm not quite sure with this. Whereas, I think this was just better. And I always wondered with, when, with the narration ones, whether they just, wouldn't it be better if they just actually had a third person that just did the narration? It does make you wonder asking, why they don't do that. Maybe sort of, as you say, like Nick Briggs doing it for argument's sake. Yeah. Or one, or one of the others, like supporting cast. Yeah. Doing doing the uh, narration. Maybe it's uh, it's to do with their, I don't know, the actors' fees or something. I don't know that you know, they, you know, they must get top billing. They must get, you know, maybe they get paid more for lines. I've got, I've got no idea. Well, <laughs> they've just got better agents. Maybe when when you Cabri. You know, he's, yeah, he's the agent for both of them. So, yeah, but, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, I have to say, if, if I'm Fraser Hines, I'd, I'd be asking for 
three lots of fees for this. I think. Yes. Because <laughs> I say it's quite a long story, and it's it's done in the old half hour four part story format. Um, yeah. Which, which actually for a, for a second Doctor story, four parts is a very it's short a story. Because so. <laughs> all the second Doctor stuff was you know six. Six parters minimum usually, weren't they? So they, yeah. they, they were sort of quite, uh, quite sort of hefty, hefty uh, sort of like uh, stories to get through. Um, but as, as I say, you know, as I said, there, there are spoilers, and this is this is potential spoiler territory now because this follows directly on from from the invasion. Yeah, uh, which I didn't realise when I first listened when you first offered this up to me as a as a potential no, I didn't actually review. Yeah. So I was I was quite um quite surprised, and I know sort of people going about oh you know continuity. Why does so to get bogged down in continuity? And it is something like Big Finish likes to do, but I I felt it wasn't um, unwarranted. I thought I thought it worked. It worked because it dealt with before and after, but didn't massively refer to the invasion itself. No. So you sort of had the surrounding to it, but you didn't. It didn't necessarily. I mean, you didn't actually have to have seen the invasion for this to make sense. No, it didn't. It, it just referenced. Oh, this was. This is what happened. You just previously. had to know that that had happened. Yeah. yeah, there were no particular sort of plot points to no. to refer back. It just said Vaughn's factory on Earth. That yeah. was it. That that was the only yeah. reference to it. Yeah, which I thought it was did, really good. I think I think you could listen to this without having watched the invasion, and it not, and it makes sense. You know. Oh I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely, you, definitely. No, um, sometimes you, you worry about ones that follow on, literally follow on so close to the original, that you don't you one doesn't make sense without the other sort of thing. Yeah, I know does. exactly. Yeah, I mean this is a. A direct sequel to the invasion, yeah. but you don't need to have watched the invasion to to pick up the story. It's no. you know it because there's no continuation of any other characters from that story, is there? No. So arguments say if they decide sort of like you know if um, if Packer had survived for argument's sake, yeah, you know, um, and he, and he continued into the next story, then then yeah, you'd you'd have to watch um, that story to find out what what his original motivations were. Or the same with Vaughn, or whoever it might have been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it, it, it really worked. Did you listen to the um, the interview piece afterwards when they interviewed yes. the cast? Yes. Now but at the beginning of the month. So oh right, okay. Now it, it is something that Wendy Pabry said because she said it's a very simple story, and she didn't mean that in a negative way or anything. This I think Nick was it Nick Briggs, did Nick Briggs write this one. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Yes, I thought he had. Um, yeah, so it's nothing sort of like disparaging against Nick Briggs. It's just she said it the way the story was written worked in the context of the of the Second Doctor's era, as if it was yeah. written in the nineteen sixties, and it's a simple base under siege kind of story. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't massive flying around different planets doing this doing that was there no or, no you know it's it's something you could have imagined them 
the biggest problem they'd have had creating this in the in the Troughton era would have been the slugs, probably. Yeah, exactly. Everything exactly. else of that could have been pretty much recreated. All the other sets that you imagine in this could easily have been done. That I think that's the only thing that sort of um, didn't quite... If I'm going to pick on anything, and I don't just want to pick on just for the sake of it, but I think the slugs piece is the, probably the one thing that didn't quite work for me. Like, you know, like the yeah. sort of... Um, Riding the slugs around like like that giant snail they rode around on in, in the never ending story, um, that that that's the only thing that didn't sort to, of quite to, to that extent. Then yeah, that bit I didn't like. I did quite like the fact that the slugs were the only things that could kill Cybermen. That you had this arm to the teeth special guard, yeah, that wasn't going to hold them back. Yeah, that had that had on several occasions the slugs not come to their rescue, would have been wiped out. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. And I quite like that, and I quite like the idea that actually, the one thing that the Cybermen that had been the problems of the Cybermen probably all along in this plan had been the slugs. So you get the the impression that I think is is what's hinted at is the fact that why. Some of the conversion problems they had with the conversions and why some people failed to be converted properly was probably mm. because of the slugs co- interfering with the electricity supply. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh yeah, but it, that were it, it was just the whole thing about them riding the slugs everywhere. I thought yeah. was a bit, a bit corny, and then. I don't know. Did you think that that's the sort of second Doctor thing to do if they could have done it back in the day? Particularly with Jamie and Zoe, put it that way. Yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me if they'd done that. For them to do that. Yeah. I suspect, I suspect. yeah, the thing that stopped them doing that back in the day would have been... Yeah, budget. You, yeah. Did, you didn't have the CGI <laughs> to do it. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, look look at the uh, the macro, for argument's sake. They mounted yeah. on a bloody car, weren't they, for crying out loud? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. As I say, that, that, you know, if, if I was going to pick on anything, that would, you know, that that would be probably my own, my only real, sort of real negative about yeah. this because I I really did enjoy it to be honest. Yeah, I did as well. I mean, the feel of it, it just definitely had that um, feel to of being a a trout on story. Mm. Um, yeah, agree. The music yeah. interlude bits. Certainly captured the atmosphere of those stories. Yes, it was the. I was. I was going to mention this actually because I thought that the soundtrack or the music, the score, I should say, um, to this evoked Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. Sort of very, a very electronic score, um, and it, it did sort of echo that that kind of you know that that particular story, which I thought was a nice little touch. Actually, it did sort of. It certainly took me back. Yeah, that I mean, I mean two, it, two it, of the Simon is, isn't. I was gonna say it's not a particularly favourite story of mine, um, to be honest. But um, I've always liked the music in that story, so it was it was nice to hear them riffing on that. It was good. My my feelings on the um, how I imagined certain areas of this, like the 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 bit with the under the station to the underground monorail, yeah, and the lifts and that. I sort of do, I think, 
are um, partly formed by stuff like Tomb of the Cybermen, and that sort of come naturally. I could imagine those sort of sets, quite big sets with big doors and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and also sort of like you know, you know, in that point with Jamie. Um, was was on the monorail line expecting to find a sort of hope. So I hope there's no yeti down here. So yeah. Um, but again, it, it conjured up all those different stories, didn't it? Yeah. You know, not just for, for, you know, just by mentioning the yeti. I think even if he hadn't have mentioned the yeti, just the fact he was down on another railway line. Yeah. Would have made me immediately made me think of that. You know. It, no, it, I, was, I well, it, it was well done well with little little reminders without. Laying it on, yeah, thick as well. They they created yeah. the atmosphere and was you feel fairly happy with that they had the atmosphere that they didn't need to keep referencing the original TV series. Yes, that's right. That's right. They just you basically yeah you've got the you've either got the feel of it or you haven't, and I think they felt they had the feel of it. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I certainly think so because I'd, I'd say I, I really, for me, it really captured that period. Um, and and to be honest, that's that's a you know we we mentioned the script, but I think it's also a lot of it is to do with Fraser Hines and Wendy Pabry because they they do. I don't know they've been doing this for a number of years now, but they they sort of do slip into those characters like you know like put on a, a pair of comfortable slippers. Yeah, they've had for years. You know, it's. Um, well, so let's actually let's go through. I think we'll start with, with, with Wendy Pabry first. Um, actually, um, she still managed to sort of capture Zoe's. Well, what can I say? The, 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 she still sounds like a young Wendy Pabry. Yes. Yeah, I I, I thought that, and, and that probably perhaps helps a bit with the narration mm. because there is that slight difference. Definitely. To Definitely. her voice, yeah, that helps. You know, that doesn't sort of it then sort of go from her acting and then suddenly go into narration. It's the same voice, yeah, because there was that difference. I think that helped with that as well. Yeah, and yeah, totally was was you you didn't you wasn't taken out of the feel of it at any time, was you? Because of her voice. Oh no, not at all, not at all. He was there, um, I mean, yeah, and it was obviously her, and it was, you know, yeah, yeah. And I think also the, you know, her interaction with um, Hilsey, um was good as well. It, it, again, it, it, okay, you've got Wendy Perry playing the character, but it, it, it felt like Zoe, if you, if yeah. you see what I mean. Yeah. You know, it, it's you know, it certainly was. You know, as I say, it just took me back to the, to, you know, if. It was like I was sort of like, you know, I was watching or listening to the audio version or something you could watch on DVD, for argument's sake. Yeah. You know, you know like, like it was a um, a missing story that all they had left was the audio, if you yeah, if you, if you see where I'm coming from. Um, yeah. I and mean, it, it actually did have that film, probably because of the narration as well. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to keep going on about the narration, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did, yeah. It could so easily have been that, and this is... This is the audio we've got, and we've just put some narration to link it together. Yeah, and, um, and, if, so, and if it had been presented as that, you wouldn't necessarily have said, "No, it's, that's totally a, a lie." <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. But, uh, yeah, I think there's. Um, 
I think the other thing as well is obviously sort of Fraser Hines. Um, and obviously, he sort of slips into Jamie McCrimmon. Again, he, he managed to sound like a young Fraser Hines as well, which is, yeah. you know, amazing. Um, but what do you think of his portrayal as the Doctor in this one? Because we, we've only heard one one attempt at his, or we've we've only reviewed one attempt at, of him uh, doing the second Doctor, and that was back in those... Um, Back Destiny in the anniversary the year, stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was it, um, I, I, I enjoyed it to be honest. It, yeah. Coming back to it, I mean, if you sit there and 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 just say, "All right, I'm now just going to listen to to his version of Patrick Troughton," you'd say, "Well, it's, yeah, there's there's bits here and there's bits there," but in the terms of the story, you you're not taken out of it. You know who it is. He gets. The important bits, right? Yeah. There may be the odds in a, in a long monologue where it might slightly drift, but the expressions yeah, on... and oh yeah, yeah, it was the the intonation of, of certain yeah. words. Um, yeah, that I, that I, th- I think he's he sort of captured very yeah. very well actually. There, there's there's a there's a warmth to it. Yeah, it isn't a straight impersonation it is I mean I think it is him just pretending to be his friend yeah that's it and and he does it very well he does yeah I and mean, obviously you, you, you assume that he was sort of um, slipping in and out of different characters in the recording booth all, all at the same time as well so and doing the um, I just can't believe how you know to be able to yeah to be able to do that and you sort of wonder did did, did he actually <coughs> sorry did he actually record? Did they just take go through the scripts and he just kept changing voices, mm. or did they say to him, "Right, do you want to record a lot of the second Doctor stuff? Now do the um, Jamie stuff, and mm. now do the narration, so you can stay in character." Or if he or was he changing backwards flipping and forwards? I, I I seem to recall Wendy Pabry's son. He was he was flipping between characters. <laughs> Yeah, in the recording booth, um, and I, I say it, 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 it really worked. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed all the performances, even the the, the, the supporting cast as well. Um, yeah, again, fairly a fairly small um, supporting cast, but I thought they'll they'll I think they'll convincing um, in their roles. Actually, I really I yeah. really did. I, I, you know, I, I really cannot. Um, so apart from the you know the, the, the slugs, but so that's a very very minor niggle. But I I, I really cannot fault this story at all. No, I mean, and actually, some of the stuff with Helsey and talking about what it's like to be a partly converted Cyberman is probably yeah. some of the the most down to the nitty gritty of, of what that would be like, as you hear in a mm. in Doctor Who. Yeah, that's it. To be honest, you know. I've, you haven't. There isn't a lot where you get it from the point of view of of what it's like to be a Cyberman. Well, no, I suppose. I suppose the the, the nearest we sort of came to that, um, I suppose, is probably Lytton, part yeah. converted. In but again, there was no. You know, he's he was sort of killed off rather quickly. It was, once yeah, that yeah, began it was, to it was pretty much yeah. It was just basically he just wanted to be killed and was killed. So yeah. Yeah, that was it. that. Not not to be somebody who's been in this half state for for so long. 
Yeah. I mean, the stuff about... I mean, right, so you said spoiler. The stuff about saying he's so hungry because he's not been able to, there's nothing to eat, but the electronic part of him won't let him die through yeah, hunger. Yeah, it just keeps him alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's an existence, isn't it? He's just existing. Yeah. He's not living at all. Yeah. Um, it's actually sort of... It's quite, it's quite horrible, really. If you yeah, think I mean, about that's, it. that's what I'm saying. I think it is. I think it is just the most, one of the most um, interesting portrayals of, of taking the Cyberman story. Yeah. Um, but I, I quite I, like I, that. Yeah, I think the other thing that I liked about this as well, it it wasn't. Yes, this is a Cyberman story, and it follows on from another Cyberman story, but. It wasn't Cyberman heavy. There wasn't like a um, another invasion fleet waiting on ISOS. No, because that's what had been spoilers. Uh, that's what had been dispatched to Earth in in the invasion. Yeah. So the whole and the and the fact actually is is when the Doctor realizes that he's made the huge mistake that if he doesn't destroy them, why they are now. Yeah. The the fleet that he's told the ISIS commander to send for. Is gonna be the next Cyberman fleet, exactly because they're gonna get converted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I, actually I, the and the Cybermen are actually waiting for that. Yeah, it's it's not not the fear that there's this 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 there's, there's these ships on the way. It's the fact that oh good, here's some more reinforcements for us. Yeah, which I thought was a, a really nice little um, sort of. I would say not. I suppose would you call it a, not really a twist? It's sort of like a, a, a nice little. Sort of plot point and just sort of like shows just you know what the Simon are capable. Of. There's only you know two yeah. or three of them there, but they say okay, we can just convert this lot. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. I thought it was good that the fact that they that it wasn't you know this sort of rag bag of refugees that had two pistols and three bullets between them to to try and hold off the Cybermen. It yeah. was this is a this is a crack armed unit. And there's about four Cybermen there, and they are doomed. The the, the crack yeah. unit is doomed. Yeah, getting back do, to actually that, saying that, that, Cybermen that, that are, fight, are don't you in 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 the corridor? Yeah. Um. You know, and they're sort of you know you hear all the action going on. They're sort of like had absolutely no effect on them at all. No. Um. You know, they all of them could just about stop one. Yeah. But while they turned their attentions on the one, the other one was coming round to basically kill them. Yeah, exactly. Out- outflanked them. So. <laughs> and the minute they then tried to turn their attention on the other one, that just freed that one up to the heel. Yeah. Just, yeah, that was just, yeah, totally. A way of making the Cybermen um, as threatening as, as they've been without going to the Nightmare in Silver extremes. Oh. Well, I... I've I've always said this, this, this is a... how this is how to make the Cybermen a a a, a frightening experience. Well, exactly. Rather... They're supposed to be indestructible, um, merciless killing machines, and the fact yeah. you've now just got them, and it's been like that since they bought them back in two thousand and six. Just stomping about, making yeah. mechanical noise all the time. Even when they bought back the Mondasian Cybermen in Peter Capaldi's last um, series. Um, they even had them stomping about with with mechanical noises, and they they shouldn't have been doing that at all. No, you know, and I've I've never liked that about the 
you know the the, the modern iteration of the Cybermen. I, re- I never have done. I never and I never mm. will. To be honest, they should right. be silent. You know, if you, you, yeah. you need to, if 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 you want to make your monsters scare the kids, they've got to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Not hear them from six miles away. You know, it's uh, imagine you know, in the invasion with you know with with the cyber army um, stomping you know around you know it was silent. But imagine you put those sound effects on from the modern yeah. era. It, it, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they're, they're supposed but, to be silent killers. But like I say, and you don't need them to be lightning quick or whatever. You just need them no. to be rel- relentless. Which is basically what these ones were. Well, the thing is, I think if if you're going to use Notmer and Silver as a as a, 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 a sort of a, a yardstick here, um, I think the, the the problem with Notmer and Silver, and I mean, I love the Cyberman design of that stuff, <laughs> you know, that they introduced yeah. there. Um, apart from the fact that yeah, they ripped off the Iron Man. Um, sort of light in the middle of the chest. Yeah. Um, but also, they really did turn them into the bog. Well, they yeah. adapted quickly. They sort of upgraded quickly. Um, whereas, well, really, the bog would kind of rip off the Cybermen. Yeah. And it's it's come sort of, you know, it's, it's done a, a, you know, a reversal now. They're, now they're ripping off the bog. And it, yeah. It's not what they're supposed to be about. No, this did. Really and, isn't. But this and, was. And this, t- this was, yeah. This, this got was, them exactly. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, a, sorry, we were coming across as a, a couple of. Uh, I don't like the new series. I mean, like classic Who. Uh, we're turning to proper old fans here, Paul. But <laughs> no, I mean, but I think, but sorry, <laughs> I think the new oh, see, series. You're having a bad time there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. The new series has had a bit of a problem with the Cybermen from the start. Yeah. Um. The Daleks v Cybermen, where they just basically got Cybermen just got basically annihilated pretty quick, pretty easily, didn't help. Yeah. And from there, they've been trying to work out how to make them dangerous again, and haven't got it. And I think they probably need to go back to well, back to the basics. Original. Yeah. yeah. Well, true they did um, that with the Mondasta summit that still carried over the stomping mechanical noises. Yeah. Um, yeah. And flying about with rocket boots as well, which I think again, oh. it, it's like Iron Man, you know. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, you know, they don't. They shouldn't have to do. They should have to try and follow. And okay, that that's you know, Marvel is popular at the moment. What can we what can we do with Cybermen that ties me in Marvel? Yeah. Oh, I know Iron Man. You know, yeah. it's no, make it its own thing. Yeah, and it was you its know. own thing. Actually, you don't it have was. to make it no its own to thing. Change it, really, you just but... have. To, yeah, you just have to be true to its own thing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, as you say. Anyway, we're just a couple we, of commercially old fifty-year-olds, Paul. <laughs> yes. I do you know what I was? By the, sound, I, by the sound of it, I need an upgrade. Of <laughs> <laughs> I swore to myself if I become one of those fans that moans about the new series all the time and only thinks the classic series is the only thing that's only ever good about Doctor Who, I would stop watching Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 oh dear. No, um, no, just, it was uh, no. I, I really would say this is really, really worth your while listening to um, yeah. this story. Just, if you're, uh, I think if you're, if you're a fan of Cybermen and also a fan of the Second Doctor, uh, I, I, I think this story is for you. I really do. Yeah. Talk, talking of being a fan, yes. Do you think Nicholas Briggs writes these, 
just so you can do all the different Cybermen voices. Of course, it is. Yeah, I, um, how can I put it? Well, I'd love to get Nicholas Briggs on the podcast one. I don't think that will ever happen. But um, I mean, but if you've got, I mean, he he must love doing. Oh, he must. Have. I'd I'd love to talk to him about you know what why you know. <laughs> do, so do, so the chance you you write a second Doctor story and that gives you a whole new different voice voices to do because that that the Cybermen for of that period were unique, really, weren't they? Oh God, yeah. I mean, you, you, um, I mean, you know, he, he's done the he's done the original Cybermen from um, Tenth Planet um, yeah. as well. Again, got his own unique thing. Then it changed again. So you had that strange sort of um, what's that? I don't know what the what the bit of equipment is when, when someone's lost their. You don't see it anymore now. They used to hold that yeah. thing to their neck to talk. That's what makes the cyber yeah. controller voice. And apparently, it's very uncomfortable. It, does he? I think again, he says on the um, on the interviews at the, at the end um, of this story, he said, you know, Peter Hawkins used to complain. He used to sort of give you a bit of a a sore throat afterwards. It's yeah. some sort of weird side of because he used to sort of vibrate your vocal cords. Yeah, this thing said so. Um, but I said now they do it. They can achieve the same effect just using a um, like a ring modulator, um, yeah. for argument's sake. So they can do it, uh, you know, achieve the same effect, but do it uh, maybe with not, without the side effects. Put it that way. Yes. But uh, yeah, he, he must love just recreating those old, um, those old sort of voice effects. Yeah. Really, and again, that's what takes you back to it. If you're familiar with that, and again, it's like the cyber controller from Tomb of the Cybermen. It's it's that same voice. Yeah. Um, so, and then the 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 voices of the Cybermen themselves are from the invasion, which again, I think he does actually say, uh, say uh, again on the extra at the end that the they're very similar. The invasion voices are, are sort of very similar to what they reintroduced in 2006 when they when they brought the Cybermen back. It's a very similar kind of uh, voice pattern. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's so. I'd, I'd love to have Nick Briggs on on the on the podcast. I think we're we're too we're, we're too low down to. <laughs> no, but yeah, you just to, get, to just attract get... his attention. I'm afraid, but never mind. There, there are never bits mind. when you're listening to this afterwards, and you're just thinking to yourself, "Have you just really written this just because you wanted to recreate that voice?" Are you, Paul? <laughs> are you saying sad. this is a vanity project? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, to to be honest, if if you was in that position, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you exactly? Yeah. But and then if you know if you can do it this well, then everyone's the, a winner. Yeah, I think I think the thing with 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 Big Finish, it's like a how can I put it? It's it's like a fan production that's hit the jackpot. Yeah, really, because you could you could you, I don't know. Any any fan production is 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 going to be a vanity project because they they want to be the doctor, you know. So it's yeah. always about you know that and and if you can do it, then why not? Really, yeah. If you've got the wherewithal to do it, why not? Why why not make yourself the doctor? You know, it's um and stick it out on YouTube. Sometimes it leads to to bigger and better things. Sometimes it you know does. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, but. Yeah. You know, you must have a hell of a hell of a good time making it. You get all your friends together, making a little mini movie. Yeah. You know, why not? Why not do it? You know, and and to be honest, that's how Big Finish started out. It was fans. Yeah. 
putting the stories together in audio format. You know, as I say, it's and it still is that. I think that's what I like about Big Finish. It's still got that. They're all still fans. Yeah. And they're doing like you know now they're doing modern era Doctor Who. They're doing the old stuff. Um, and to be honest, given these actors um, like a new lease of life. Yeah. Really, I mean. Let's be honest, who else would employ John Levine? <laughs> you haven't experienced John Levine, have you, Paul, in, in a in a, uh, um, uh, a convention format yet, have you? No. No, you're in for a treat when you do, let me put it that way. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, dear. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I... I you know, I don't want to sort of go on too much more about it, Rick, because I know we, we sort of veered away from the story itself now. But um, yeah, as a, but, for me, highly recommended. It really is. Yeah. Having started off and literally was, oh, is this going to be, this, this could go, this could have been one of two ways. And fortunately, well, thankfully, it's it's that way. And now I probably will now hunt out more of this series. Mm, yes. Yeah, same here, same here. I think because I think it was me that convinced you because I listened to it first and I asked you, "Have you listened to it yet?" And you were, "Oh no, I haven't." I, I said, "Well, it's worth it. It's worthwhile." Because I was so, just worried that that we weren't going to like it, and I didn't really then want to do a show where and a podcast where we just rip something apart. No, we've. I know, I know, I know we have we, done we, that. Well, we stuff, have, we, but, we've a bit of reputation doing that like in the early days, haven't we? So. <laughs> I don't. I don't like doing it. No. And if I could, you know, if if, it, if it's an episode that's on the telly and you were reviewing it, then that's fine. You haven't really got much choice but to, to to do that current. But when we've got a position where we can pick and choose as much as we like, I do try not to. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, just, we, we especially have... seeing as I don't know whether this is this was atypical of this. It, of yeah, exactly. Episodes yeah. or not? Yeah, you no. know, so you don't want to really just pull something apart if you haven't listened to more of them. Yeah, already. Well, the thing is, when so, we, we have, we have, I would say pulled apart, but we have sort of disliked the odd big finish story that we've covered. Yeah, uh, and admittedly, I mean, there, and admittedly we, we, we've only really scratched the surface of big finish. Um, yeah, but again, yeah, we just thought, okay, this this one sounds good. Listen to yeah. it. Didn't quite enjoy it. You know, yeah. it's not to say you know you know it's. Um, there wasn't stuff to enjoy in that. There's always something to enjoy in the worst, you know, worst yeah. episodes of Doctor Who on television. There's always something there you sort of pick up for that. Actually, I quite like that bit. Um, but the, th- the thing is, with, with 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 Doctor, whether it's in audio format or or the television or or big, you know, or the Target book or anything really, you didn't enjoy one thing, then you pick up the next thing, and there's something it, it goes yeah. off in a different direction. You know, yeah. it's. I think that's that's the beauty of Doctor Who. You might not like it one week, the next week you watch it. Oh, I love it again. Yeah, you know. That, I mean, that... we 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 might when we return to this era and obviously second another second Doctor Big Finish, we might not like that one. Yeah, you know that may be the case, but then I probably won't feel so bad about saying I don't like that one because I know that's yeah. Just, this this is the format, my, my and... personal taste. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. Whereas yeah. you know, I was slightly worried about. Ripping apart something, only having heard one episode of it, if you like. Yeah, and especially as well because it is it is a 
uh, sort of my, my final sort of comment really i think it is uh it is like a, a love letter to the yes. to the second doctor and to the second doctor sideman stories yes it really is so i'll uh yeah i, I think i'll um at that point i shall drop the mic paul <laughs> yes no yeah, yeah. De- de- def- definitely something that i'm i'm glad we did yes same here to. same here okay then everybody so that's uh well, that wraps it up for for this little review then. So, uh, so next month we are back to doing a um, a target stroke DVD review, aren't we? Yes. Um, who who we did a sixth Doctor one last time, didn't we? Yes, we did. So we're due a seventh Doctor, aren't we? Yes, we mm, are. We are. Hmm. Not our favourite period, is it? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, that, that 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 we don't like to rip things apart. And they will not last <laughs> into the into the next month. <laughs> but we shall see. Hoist by your own petard, there, Paul. I think. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see. Let's see. So it will be a seventh Doctor story next month. But uh, we we haven't made our minds up which one it's going to be yet. I think it's. Um... Should, should we at least pick one we like? <laughs> that doesn't leave as many options. I, was I know say, but... <laughs> that, that narrows it down. <laughs> oh dear! Well, okay, well, we're, 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 when we've done some heavy sifting, we'll let you know what it is. <laughs> oh well, when we when we finish sifting, then we'll, we'll announce it on Twitter and Facebook and on in, in you know in in all the usual places, and uh, oh, we're also on um, um, Instagram as well. So we will announce it on there. So. Um, Yes, so that's it for this month then. So um, until next time, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Who's he?